This message is brought to you by Hemp International. We urge you to be safe if you're going to smoke black market vapes. Like myself, that's not an illegal state. That's what we have to refer to if you want to get our THC vaporizer fix. But listen, not all vaporizers are made equal. Some are good, some are bad. Just remember, be safe. This story comes from a few children in, uh, children, a few people in Wisconsin who have gotten sick and even one fell into a coma. We don't want that to happen to any of our high fam. All right. In fact, we have somebody who is a follower of Hemp International, a loyal follower, who is taking her due diligence to actually get the dank vapes tested. And she's from Wisconsin. We'll keep you guys updated. And as always, high fam, stay safe. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back to High TV. I know last week you guys maybe have missed out on our regular scheduled program where we give you guys everything happening in the cannabis industry now. Just so that you can stay up to date, know what's going on, and if you're in the industry, kind of understand how to plan and make your moves by understanding what's going on outside of your company. Well, anyway, we're back. And t- today's episode is a bit different. You know, we want to give you guys a rundown of all the topics we're going to talk about so that you don't just know it by the title or description on Spotify, uh, Google Play, whatever you listen to the podcast, just so you guys a better idea of what you want to hear and what's going on going on. So let's get started. So as you know, Bernie Sanders, presidential elect, you know, the guy who wants to get rid of all student taxes, I mean, all student loans, you know, the old guy that we all love, feel the burn, says that he will legalize cannabis his first day of an office with an executive order. Will he do it? Uh, maybe, but the fact was, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. We'll talk more about that later in the episode. This is a rundown after all. Next, we have Arizona Beverage Company reaches a deal, a cannabis deal with Dixie Brands. If you guys don't know, I know all of you know Arizona Iced Tea, okay? Arizona Iced Tea is probably something we've all bought since we are in middle school because we didn't have any money and we wanted to drink a large amount of liquid. So what do we do? We go to the gas station, deli, wherever you go to buy a drink so you're outside. Pay that $1 and get our iced tea. And yo, you guys out there who are selling iced tea and selling it for like a dollar and change and tax with taxes and say it's, it's because of credit card fees or whatever bullshit you say, shame on you, okay? It says on a can, 99 cents. You better give my penny back, all right? But yeah, more on Arizona company entering the cannabis industry. And I, honestly, this is pretty huge. I'm not mad at it. I kind of love the idea. And Arizona itself has been busy partnering up with, I think, Adidas releasing a Arizona iced tea line. Pretty good marketing now that they jump into the cannabis industry. But anyway, more on that later. So we're gonna talk about how adult sales are up and medical sales are down in Canada. The same thing that's happening in legal states in the United States are happening in Canada. And it's not really anything precedented, it's pretty simple. You know, where you have cannabis legal for recreational states, you're gonna see a lot of medical marijuana patients go down. Because in order to be medical medical marijuana patients, you probably have to go to a doctor, get a recommendation, and maybe pay these other fees that come with being a medical marijuana patient. And that's why we're seeing the shift in numbers where I think a lot of these medical marijuana companies are going to shift into recreational cannabis. But again, only time will tell. Uh, Next story, we have DC opens a medical program to cardholders in eight states. Not one. Not two, not three, but eight states. And I think these, one of these states, I'm not going to say all eight because it's not that important, but it's uh, Louisiana, Oklahoma, New York, uh, and some of the legal states out in the West. And I think the reason why they're doing that mentions as to what we just mentioned, or what I just mentioned, is 
medical sales are going down where recreational cannabis is legal. No one wants to jump through hoops and, and, and challenges and obstacles in order to get their cannabis. No one wants to pay a fee. They can just walk in there with an ID. Don't mean to rhyme again. It just happens. You know what I'm saying? Swag, swag. But, um... But yeah, people don't want to go through all these tumultuous activities just to get their medical cannabis. So they'd rather go to a store that's selling recreational cannabis, which is just as high quality because it's regulated, and get their weed that way. And I think that's what D.C. is doing. And of course, you have senators who may be from different states or have families from different states that fly in and are medical marijuana patients. You know, Washington, D.C. is a hub for all politics in the United States. And a lot of people travel to D.C. from different areas. So it's advantageous for the medical marijuana program in D.C. to go ahead and allow medical patients from different places next up next up we have zimbabwe 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 listen as soon as i read this story for some reason i couldn't stop saying those zimbabwe chants i don't know where it came from but maybe it's in me who knows <laughs> maybe it's my ancestors singing through <laughs> me every time i read this article but uh Real quick, Zimbabwe plans to legalize hemp for export. As you know, Zimbabwe legalized medical marijuana last year, uh, and now it looks like they're getting into the hemp game. I mean, they have the climate for it, they have the open fields for it, and a lot of people, and it's important for the country, rather, to have an export business, you know, a brand new export business. Because as you know, a lot of other exporting business businesses are being taken taken over by large corporations. So for a country like Zimbabwe who really needs the money, really needs, you know, the, the infrastructure, adding hemp, something so positive and so uh so powerful, you know, in, in, in the cannabis world is very advantageous for not only them, but to the people there. Now, I just hope that this is not just, you know, outsiders coming into Zimbabwe, growing hemp and, you know, basically reaping their rewards when not being a Zimbabwe in themselves. How you say it? Zimbabwe, 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 Zimbabwe. <laughs> But yeah, man, so it's huge that Zimbabwe's entering the hemp world and hopefully they can go ahead and legalize uh, hemp for export because that will make them a lot of money and hopefully it would inspire the continent of Africa to look as look at cannabis in a more positive light. As you know, uh, many countries in, you know, sub-Saharan Africa, excluding, you know, the, the, the parts of Africa near the Middle East, are hugely Christian. And because of this, they view cannabis as a negative thing, which... It's ridiculous. You know, the Bible says nothing about cannabis being a bad thing, but hey, it's no here, no there. It's people's religion. I respect it. So they're very slow towards jumping into this medical marijuana game, the cannabis game overall. So good job, Zimbabwe, being a thought leader in your country, and hopefully you inspire others to do the same. Uh, last, we're going to talk about CBD mouthwash and toothpaste. I'm not even lying. This is serious. If I'm lying, I'm dying. They're thinking about making a CBD mouthwash and toothpaste to fight gingivitis. I kid you not. I mean, listen, we're seeing creative, creative uh, CBD products being created, but this is actually a study that's being done for a company in Australia for the fact that, you know, gingivitis and periodontist, a periodontist is a very popular disease in uh, around the world, not just in Australia. So if they can come, out with, come up with a way to use CBD to fight it, then it'll be huge. And we'll probably go deeper into how CBD can help with gum disease. Any of you guys out there who, you know, we walk, walk around and I know you have bad breath, chances are you might be closer to getting gum disease, <laughs> honestly. Not being funny, you know, not being mean, but it's true. And who knows, this could be a product that could help you in the future. So, you know, I don't have to offer you gum when I'm at <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> first we're going to go into Bernie Sanders, okay? And 
the fact that he would like to use an executive order in order to legalize cannabis. Listen, I've been a big fan of Bernie since the last elections, and I personally believe if Bernie Sanders wasn't shut down by the Hillary Clinton regime, you know, or robbed of his, uh, 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 what's the word, domination, that he could possibly be, be president today, honestly. Because if you look at the polls, Bernie Sanders won in every election uh, against Donald Trump. And the reason being is even though he is quote unquote called by conservatives a radical liberal because he wants to legalize, uh, he wants to make uh, healthcare ubiquitous and free to everybody, like how Canada does and many, 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 many other countries do. Not that radical if other countries do it, but I understand America is capitalistic and this is anti capitalistic. They call him a socialist because he wants to, you know, get rid of. Uh, student loans, which are preventing all of our youth, including myself, who is included, who get educated are thousands of thousands of dollars in debt, and it prevents them from even being a productive member in the capitalistic society. Because we're so tied with all these fees and money we have to pay, we're not really out there spending as much as we are. That's why you're seeing companies like Applebee's and uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and all these businesses that quote unquote millennials killed. I mean, yeah, we probably killed it, but we can't afford to go to those places every Friday like you guys were able to back in the day. Because, you know, student loans are are serious. They, they may garner wages. They may, you know, the interest rates are hard to beat. So you got to pay this money every single month to make sure that by the time you really are paying, you know, your student loans, that you're not so deep that your head is above in a quicksand. So back on Bernie Sanders. So Bernie Sanders was actually on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. As you know, Joe Rogan has probably the biggest podcast in the world with millions of listeners per episode. And mind you, when he posts, he posts like three different uh, interviews a day. So that's unprecedented, unprecedented to get millions and millions and millions of listeners every single episode. And what's even larger that we want to get into is how politicians in this modern day of the internet and other means are saying, yo, we know our voters are on the internet and we can't just talk to our voters on a CNN debate that's already been rigged to, you know, help a particular candidate. You know how it goes. The way politics are running, politics are running in America are they have super PACs and super PACs are basically where if you're in favor of a candidate, you'll donate money to. And the PAC serves to limit the amount of money that or that, that can be given to candidates. So then sometimes they do things called donations or a favor for a favor, and the money somehow gets to the candidate. That's why we see even Hillary Clinton was a candidate that was probably the first candidate in history to have the biggest funding yet lose the presidency, which is pretty sad. I know she's probably going through it, seeing that this guy is president. Like, I lost to this guy? <laughs> Are you serious? This guy. Man, speaking of the Clintons, uh, RIP to the nasty guy, nasty, nasty guy, uh, Epstein. He killed himself in his uh, prison, quote unquote, killed himself. I don't, know if, I don't know what happened for sure, but I'm pretty sure if other names were on the list that are billionaires and powerful people, they were going to make sure that they weren't going to get in trouble. So, I mean, we, we lost somebody who I think a lot of us, I don't want to get too, too deep into politics and stuff outside, but anyway, the guy died. Um, and we don't know what's going to happen to this case. I'm pretty sure his case closed now that he's dead. And other people's mentioned on the names that, you know, kind of flirted around with Donald Trump and the Clintons aren't probably going to get any type of, uh, any type of uh, lawsuit. Is it, what's the word I'm looking for? Indictment based off of their inclusion on the list of people who participated in this human trafficking case. But anyway, back to Bernie Sanders. So yes, Bernie, these candidates are very smart by knowing that, uh, voters are on the internet and Bernie Sanders is also 
you know, very uh, tactful in choosing to go on the Joe Rogan podcast. It has a lot of listeners, and Joe Rogan's podcast is generally conservative and have a lot of conservative listeners, right? So when you have someone like Bernie on there, he's able to talk to the conservative listeners of the Joe Biden, Joe, the excuse me, the Joe Rogan podcast that can perhaps sway those guys into, you know, his way. And I think that's that's huge because when you have a president that's so you know, polar, and even if you are a conservative or Republican, you may not be in favor of the guy you have in president. And you want to stay loyal to the party, but then what's happening, well, this guy is representing, you know, your political interests. And if he's not doing a good job, chances are you're looking for a Democrat or anybody else who possibly, you can say, hmm, I can get behind that guy. So that's what uh, this guy, uh, Bernie Sanders, did. He said, quote, unquote, what I will do now is legalize marijuana, in America, <clears throat> I believe I can do it through executive order. And I will do that. All right, so basically, I'm not going to try and continue on this bad Bernie Sanders impression. I'm going to try my best to do a bit of editing and get the actual Joe Rogan clip where he mentions it. Joe Rogan, I think, uh, I don't I think, Joe Rogan had said to Bernie Sanders, I'm paraphrasing, what, do you believe in legalizing all drugs? And Bernie Sanders swiftly says, I don't believe in legalizing all drugs, but I can tell you this. On my first day in office, and then he said he will legalize cannabis by executive order. Now, this could all be political fodder. This could all be just put out there to sway not only liberal voters who are already in favor of cannabis, but also those cannabis uh, users who are happen to be conservatives. You know, cannabis users are everybody. They're not liberal. They're not conservative. They're everything. And so by Bernie Sanders doing this, hopefully he's hoping again to get some of these people into his uh to get these people to vote for him when it comes down to voting for president. I mean, he even said, heroin is a killer drug. You can argue the pulses and the, you, you can argue the pluses and minuses of marijuana, but marijuana ain't heroin, right? He said that, so he, he, we have to end that. So what, what, what I think he might actually do if he gets elected is possibly take cannabis off of the schedule one list because as you know and when it comes to politics you have so many players at hand so many people you have to please and so many lobbyists who are being paid exorbitant amount of money to put basically cash in the pockets of senators in hopes that they would possibly pass the laws or not pass the laws that are presented so i think bernie has the power on his first day to take cannabis off of the federal you know schedule one drug but I don't think he has the power to say, yo, I'm going to legalize cannabis by executive order. He can do it, but know that that executive order has to be, you know, uh, reviewed. So, yeah, so stay tuned for the clip on Bernie Sanders on Joe Rogan podcast. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Arizona iced tea entering the cannabis industry and CBD mouthwash slash toothpaste. I mean, these guys are creative. And last but not least, I forgot this in the rundown. The Princeton Review this year listed the nation's top 20 colleges with the biggest on-campus and the least or the smallest on-campus cannabis presence. So what, the, what does that mean? They list the top 20 canna, uh, cannabis colleges where you can go ahead and smoke and don't really worry about being prosecuted for smoking and how popular and available it is. We all know in college there's a bunch of weed, okay? There's a bunch of coffee. There's a bunch of Adderall and there's a bunch of weed. Just saying, I just graduated not too long ago. I can tell you that for sure. Um, and they're going to go into who are the lowest, who has the lowest cannabis presence, a.k.a. the least cannabis friendly colleges. So any listeners out there who may be thinking about going into and going back to college, enlisting, and maybe this is a concern for you, trying to know which colleges are, in fact, cannabis friendly and which colleges aren't. So anyway, stay tuned. We will be right back. 
and Bernie Sanders clip should be playing right about now. The Joe Rogan experience. Now, on the subject of drugs, marijuana is obviously a big issue in this country, and we've seen many <clears throat> states make it recreational, including this one. What do you think could be done and what should be done to have this across the board, especially federally? You know, I'm, there's a, a guy that I have on the podcast coming up soon. His name's John Norris, and he wrote a book on the cartels growing marijuana illegally all over this country and selling it, especially particularly in California now because it's a misdemeanor, because it's legal recreationally, and selling it with all sorts of horrible pesticides on it, all sorts of, like, very, in fact, deadly chemicals. All of this because it's not federally legal, because we can't have sanctioned, licensed companies doing an ethical job of growing something that any responsible, law-abiding person should be able to consume. Okay. Um, let me say this. When I ran for president for the Democratic nomination in 2016, I talked about a broken criminal justice system, which ends up having in the United States, more people in jail than any other country. We have more people in jail than China does, which is a communist authoritarian country. And what I called for then and I call for now is the legalization of marijuana in America. Right now, you have a federal law. It's called the Controlled Substance Act. He has heroin. Here is marijuana. They're at the same level. That is insane. Heroin is a killer drug. You can argue the pluses and minuses of marijuana, but marijuana ain't heroin. So we have to end that, and that's what I will do. As president of the United States, I believe we can do that through executive order, and I will do that. Second of all, what we have now is a number of states, and I'm very proud. I talked about during 2016 what seemed kind of radical, the need to legalize and decriminalize marijuana, a very radical idea. Four years ago, it is spreading all over the country. And by the way, it blows my mind. The drive through Nevada, I think here even in California, now you see signs, corporations buy our marijuana. Yeah. And four years ago, people were getting arrested yes. for doing that, right? Their lives being destroyed. Well, particularly in Nevada, there was life sentences given out in the 70s. Can you believe that? And yeah. now you have corporations selling the damn product that people went to jail for. Um, so I, I think ultimately, you know, we've got to legalize uh, marijuana. And what's good news, in a sense, is some communities, some cities are expunging the records so if you were arrested, uh, have a criminal record for selling marijuana, that is being expunged, and that is the right thing to do. You know, we can argue about the pluses and minuses. I'm not a great fan of, of drugs. Other people, you know, I t smoked marijuana a couple of times. Didn't do much for me. Hello, Hi TV. I'm calling in as a question. I'm from the UK, and I'd like to order some cannabis oil or CBD oil. Is that what it's called? Thank you, Jeeves. Well, I want to order some cannabis CBD oil. And honestly, they do produce some here where I live, but it's not the same quality. Honestly, it's just not the same. So I have a question. Can I ship CBD across the seas? <laughs> the seas, you get it? <laughs> uh, well, thank you for answering my question. I'll uh, be excited for your answer. All right, well, uh, that was a good question. And it seems like we've got a lot of interest in fact about cbd shipping to indonesia shipping to australia and we used to ship to Queens, queensland australia very popular one of our greatest customers uh, when we were in the cbd game was actually from australia wondered if he was selling it on the side at a higher price but that's no hint there either way he bought from us 
but yeah, you can definitely ship CBD across seas. Now, now that the game is changing, people are more so accepting of cannabis and they understand that CBD is a medicine, can't get you high. They're not so iffy on if you can ship it or not. So listen, send us a DM, send us an email or check out our website coming soon. If you want to buy some CBD, a pound of hemp or anything along those lines. All right, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So for the second half of this episode, we're going to get into the CBD toothpaste slash mouthwash and how Australia is conducting a study on the effects of CBD on gingivitis and periodontis, which is pretty interesting. I can't even lie. You know, there's some real science going on there. It sounds like a joke, but it's very, very serious. They're even doing another study. Well, we'll we'll get more on that later. And last but not least, we're going to go into Arizona iced tea entering the cannabis industry. And it's only it's it's only it's only right because how many stoners, you know, have been drinking Arizona since they were teenagers? I mean, I know I have. I've drank a lot of Arizona in my day. I mean, in fact, I could, I'll tell you a quick story before we get into the stories on the second half. So, uh, one day I'm playing basketball in the summertime. It was a hot day in New York City on the blacktops. You can only imagine how hot it was. And, of course, I was very thirsty, but I'm not going to buy a Gatorade. That's expensive. That's like $1.50 for a high schooler. Listen, bargaining, okay? So, I go into the deli on the corner, and I say, yo, Poppy, let me... Let me uh, let me get a, a, a iced tea. Let me get the green tea, right? So I get the green tea. I pay my dollar. Good dude. Gave me my penny back. <laughs> gave me my penny back. And so I go back to the court to play. And so I play one more game. And then now I'm tired. So I open up the can that's still cold, you know, glistening with the water on it, with the condensation. I crack it open. I take a drink. And naturally, Arizona can is way too big to finish in one sitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, a good thing about Arizona iced tea is it's a large amount of liquid, and you can sip it for a while, right? That's why we all love Arizona iced tea, and it only costs a dollar. So I put it back down. I play a couple more games, and now I'm tired, okay? I'm winded. I am exhausted. And it's only gotten hotter because that's how New York City is. It's not just regular heat in New York City. It's like nasty heat. Okay, you can smell the fumes and exhaust of the cars around you and all the pollution. So it's like hot, hot. Okay, heat, heat. So I go to go drink the Arizona iced tea and I feel like this weird metallic thing on my lip. Now, generally, you know, when you have an Arizona iced tea, and you crack it open and it has the, the little uh, weird shaped thing to use to open up cans. Don't know what it's called. I don't have my that extensive vocabulary. And I thought that had actually falling into the drink. And while I'm drinking it, I'm thinking it's in there. So my weird my weird self decided to, instead of pick out that thing immediately, I, I continue to take a sip because I'm so thirsty that I kind of let that metallic thing sit there. Because in my mind, it's just the top of the Arizona can that has fallen into the drink. And so now I'm like, yo, what the hell is this? And my friend is asking, yo, Des, you good? I, I take out what I think is the metallic piece and it's a B. It is a bee with legs still kicking and it decided to fly into my drink because of course it was fruity and I guess it smells good to bees. It thought it was a flower and it thought it just got the jackpot. All right. If you don't know, bees love nectar and they drink it and they go ahead and fly away back home. 
I guess this guy thought he found a jackpot of nectar by finding a whole can full of Arizona. My Arizona. So next you know, I throw the bee on the floor and start like Christian dancing, stomping the floor. You know what I'm saying? Like my name. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. No, seriously, I, 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 I got stung on the lip while drinking Arizona tea. But anyway, back to our rest of our story. So we're, we're gonna get into CBD toothpaste and then get back into Arizona, okay? That's, I guess, a little teaser for you guys. So first, last but not least, or last but not least, so first things first, uh, we have CBD mouthwash slash toothpaste. I'm gonna read an article for you guys. Medical cannabis company Impression Healthcare Limited has approved for a phase two clinical trial in Australia. They'll be investigating the effectiveness of CBD-infused mouthwash and toothpaste products to fight against gum disease, as mentioned before. Specifically, the trial will investigate products' safety and effectiveness against gingivitis and periodontis, which are two highly prevalent problems around the world. Of course, we don't have we don't all have great dentistry as we do here in America, where it's just a ubiquitous a part of you know life. You go you get a job, you get benefits, and one of those benefits are dental. So we don't have people walking around looking like Austin Powers with like you know yellow teeth, or have George Washingtons walking around with wooden teeth. We've solved that problem. That's why you know America's Americans kind of have that look of healthiness and cleanliness because we have you know dental care and you know getting gingivitis and periodontis is probably easier if you are drinking nothing but arizona iced tea you know and candy all day just saying you know i'm not throwing shade at arizona iced tea but if you're drinking a lot of sugar and you're eating not healthy foods chances are you're damaging your teeth because sugar breaks down now sugar doesn't break down the tooth enamel or damages your tooth just a little science here um these things called biofilms which are just a bunch of bacteria that basically form together in order to create a community of bacteria so that they can all feed off of wherever they're feeding off of. And in this case, it's the sugar on your teeth. That's why they say, yo, if you eat something sugary, go ahead and brush your teeth because you may pay the prices later and get some gingivitis and everybody around you is offering you gum. And you don't know why. You're like, no, I don't want any gum. <laughs> listen, listen, they try to help themselves out. All right, all right, all right. Back to the story. So impressions believe that or the impression is that uh, CBD has anti-inflammatory and this is news to me, antibiotic nature, right? And is proved in helping the progress of gum disease. So it's not just a creative way to sell CBD products by including it in their everyday life. It's actually some science behind why they're doing this. And this company is a medical marijuana company in Australia. So they are, you know, have to, they do have to apply some sort of, you know, uh, medical science that promote their medical claims right so the story goes australian peer botanic pharmaceuticals indicates that cbd could have potent antibiotic properties lab tests from that study showed that cannabinoids were killing bacteria including those who are highly resistant resistant to antibiotics as you know again because we live in america and we do have a great you know medical system that we generally when we get sick Getting antibiotics isn't that hard to get, right? Especially if you're in college and drinking Arizona iced tea. But I'm not going to get into that. It's kind of dark and a little nasty. So when we take antibiotics, 
like any other life form on this planet, they tend to form any resistance to whatever is hurting them. We, not, we did an experiment actually in school where we grew things in, microbi in microbiology and we saw it over time, over many, 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 many generations gain resistance towards something that was meant to kill or injure it. And the same thing happens to bacteria in your body. You know, the bacteria in our body isn't the same bacteria that was around hundreds of years ago. This bacteria is leaner, meaner, and stronger, and above all, resistant to antibiotics which is very scary because if the antibiotics we, we develop now can potentially be useless against the bacteria because they have genes in them that build resistance towards whatever may hurt or kill them then chances are we're shit out of luck if something goes down like let's say a zombie virus and it's super antibiotic resistant so the fact that cbd has properties in it that is anti antibacterial and can kill bacteria that are resistance to antibiotics is huge and i see where they found a legitimacy in a pocket to go ahead with this product you know i mean like i said in countries around the world where you know dentistry isn't so widely available having something like a cbd mouthwash or a cbd uh toothpaste that can really go ahead and fight gingivitis and of course if your mouth is sick or your mouth has any form of disease in it, it's going to be inflamed all uh, disease starts with inflammation and mucus just a tidbit all right so before we go into arizona you know oh before i even get into that uh second part of this story is that this company uh called impression healthcare limited also has done a study in order to form trials on concussions that are have been given to athletes now i know athletes here in america play sports like you know uh the ufc and they play sports like football and their hockey players they they definitely get a lot of traumatic brain injury and so they're not even the only company looking into this so when you hear the headline cbd and mouthwash toothpaste it's coming from a, a place of not just oh this is a smart way to make some money cbd toothpaste i just drop some cbd oil in the toothpaste and sell and sell it normal it's not what's happening they're actually doing trials and tests and studies to make sure this product actually works and it's safe they're a medical marijuana company again and even canopy growth is looking into how cbd can help traumatic brain injuries faced by pro athletes so real quick i don't have time on this podcast to go into all top 20 schools who are cannabis friendly we can go ahead and provide the link in the description on the podcast if you are interested in that topic but again we want to give you guys good content we don't want to keep you guys here all day we know we, we post a podcast on mondays because we know that when we have lunch or we're driving to work or driving from work it's nice to get some information about something you care about like cannabis so we're kind of going to short it down to like a few schools right so first but first the first on the list of cannabis friendly colleges is vermont college and when i look down on this list of the most popular you know cannabis schools or the most cannabis friendly schools is always in places that seem to have nothing to do like they're surrounded by cornfields and if they party it's like the same house party it's just very boring you know what i'm saying and so of course they're going to have a lot of weed in these areas so quick tidbit from the list of the princeton reviews top 20 uh cannabis schools and least ca popular cannabis schools all seven New York colleges made the list, you know, the most of any state, you know, starting with Skidmore College, Saratoga Springs, ranked fifth, followed by Bard College, ranked eighth, Sarah Lawrence College, ranked 12th, and the State University of New York Purchase. That's in upstate New York, not in the city. Uh, Ithaca College, Syracuse University, and Hampton College running the top 20. Now, if you realize all these schools mentioned are up in, you know, not in New York City, but in New York State, where I can tell you for a fact where I'm from, 
boring as hell. You know, listen, Syracuse has nothing better to do but go to Syracuse games and do drugs. You know, that's why we're seeing the heroin issue go down in New York State so heavily is because these kids are bored. And where there's boredom, they you know it tends to be a larger level of depression, larger level of anxiety, and they treat their own, you know, depression, anxiety, self-medicate really with these drugs. And but hopefully, you know, good thing that they're doing cannabis and not anything harder. So the top don't inhale list or the don't inhale list on the Princeton Review includes several colleges from legal states, including Illinois Wheaton College and the Illinois Institute of Technology. You cannot smoke weed there, folks. So if you're there, you're there for school, not for weed. Trust me. Uh, Michigan Institution or Michigan uh, Calvin University and Hillsdale College, Boston College and Simmons University. So it's interesting because I would think that more Colorado states would be on the list, more California states would be on the list. But generally, when I read it down, it wasn't that interesting because these colleges aren't really, don't, aren't really known. And chances are it's because they're in places that are boring. And, and that's why these kids are smoking hella weed. And I remember even mentioning in last year's podcast that New York was the number one state in the country for importing cannabis. They imported over a trillion dollars worth of cannabis in 2017. That's crazy. And chances are it's because New York state is filled with people who have money, live in nice places, and their children have access to that money and are bored. And so they spend their time smoking weed. So again, New York state, shout out to my hometown. Uh, back to the story. So back on to Arizona beverage reaches a deal with Dixie Brands. Now, if you guys are familiar with Dixie Brands, they've been making edibles for years and they've been known in the industry have about making, you know, some of the top quality edibles, you know, having even chocolates that aren't just meant, meant to make you super lifted. But each, you know, when you have chocolate bar and they're split into little segments, like how on a Hershey bar, the classic bar. Dixie even released chocolates where every single piece was a dose of cannabis that weren't made to, you know, have you wake up in the next two days, you know, knock you out, have you, you know, go into the ER. It was about 10 milligrams and chocolates are probably the first product they ever came up with. You know, Dixie makes drinks, Dixie, Dixie makes gum, Dixie makes a bunch of cannabis edible products. I mean, they are the leader in cannabis edibles. So it's feasible why Arizona iced tea will go ahead and make these deals. I mean, just last week they had in New York, it was shut down, by the way. Uh, the Arizona green tea Adidas shoe was released. And I think that they, they were selling these shoes for a dollar. So the idea was sneakerheads. I know I mentioned sneakerheads last episodes. Sneakerheads lined up for two days to get these sneakers. OK, and it was more people than they could expect it. And the, the general thought by the sneakerheads, I know I'm going off topic here, is that they were able to buy these Adidas shoes for a dollar and resell them for like a hundred dollar profit or even a two hundred dollar profit or a three hundred dollar profit. Either way, they're making a crazy profit by only spending a dollar on the shoes. So what they would do is probably have, you know, uh, friends come in who aren't even sneakerheads, give them money to stand in line for them and say, hey, look, buy you buy a shoe, you buy a shoe, you buy a shoe, probably spend $50 in total, right? Having If you, if you have 50 friends, that's a lot of friends. I mean, I'm just saying, got to bring the whole church congregation uh, <laughs> Sunday. That's one of the reasons I was in my mind. But anyway, they'll buy these shoes for a dollar and it was so much people, they shut it down. So I don't know if that was a marketing ploy done by Arizona to then release the news to say that they're entering the cannabis industry. But either way... I gotta clap it up. That was job well done. You ended up in the media eye. So when you did release this news to the you know Associated Press that hey Arizona iced tea is not only making dollar iced teas anymore, we're now entering the cannabis industry. Now enough preface, let's get into the story. I'm just gonna read off read off of the article. Arizona beverage company based out of New York 
was has announced a partnership for marketing cannabis infused products with Colorado's Dixie Brands. Again, the top edible cannabis brand in the nation. Arizona based in Woodbury, New York, plans to market teas, infused teas, infused lemonades, sodas, coffees and seltzers in the u.s as you know seltzers seltzer water is something that i don't know why has gained enormous popularity in the last two years Lacroix and a bunch of others are taking over the game you know i go i, went, I remember going into uh costco or bj's whatever you call it uh sam's club and seeing the Lacroix section not really be that big but now i'm seeing Lacroix as having a large 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 section and it's because people love it. People love seltzer water. So it's a smart idea for them to make infused seltzer water because it's low calorie, um, it's healthier, you're not in, ingesting a bunch of sugar. And chances are these things are gonna have like 10 milligrams THC and 10 milligrams CBD, like the La Quinta company that I mentioned last uh, a couple po last year's posts. I think they're owned by, don't wanna get it wrong, Constellation Brands, and they're making infused CBD drinks and THC drinks. So Arizona's getting into the game, and Arizona probably saw what other beer companies have been doing by investing into cannabis companies because listen at the end of the day you know cannabis users like to get high a multitude of ways you know a lot of us like to you know eat edibles maybe smoke one day maybe take a bowl or you know what i'm saying get a vape pen and so these guys are actually making vapes including you know what I'm saying? Uh, teas, lemonades, sodas, and seltzers. You're going to be seeing Arizona vapes. Now, my thing is, is it going to be called Arizona? Or what I think Dixie Brands might do is not just make brand new products, but basically put the Arizona brand on Dixie uh, Brands products. And by doing so, you basically combine the familiar you know, with something non-familiar. And that's kind of the rule of marketing. If you're going to sell something like cannabis and you're a cannabis company, you, you're going to want more customers to come to you than the competition because that's what everybody is out here making edibles. You can make edibles in your home and start selling them at sesh events. And some of the edibles are fire. So with that being said, if you can combine your brand with something familiar like Arizona, and something so familiar with the cannabis industry overall, because look, all of us probably had money for a dime or money for a dub, aka a, a gram of weed, and then we only spent a dollar on the drinks when we were getting high. Just saying. Good old times, good old times. So yeah, man, they look to expand in Canada, which is already legalized, and Latin America. Under the deal, Dixie would produce products in the states they were sold. And in addition, Arizona is going to get a $10 million stake into the Dixie Brands company. So it's not just Arizona partnering up to make products, like how they partnered up with Adidas to make a dollar shoe as a marketing ploy. They're actually in the cannabis industry and will be a part owner of Dixie Brands. And I think it's huge because Arizona, if you realize, are very good with marketing. I mean, when you walk into a deli, when you walk into a, you know, a, a, a grocery store and you're buying a gas station or buying Arizona, you notice that the reason why it strikes your eye is because Arizona always had these cans that were very colorful and in very big font, big font, even for a big can, 99 cents. The 99 cents grabs your eye and then the color combination of the can draws you in and go ahead to buy right when especially the green tea arizona can that's you know has the the cherry blossoms and has the light blue colors i've seen a lot of art made by that were inspired by arizona cans i mean arizona was even copied by i think it's happy tea or good tea where they have the tall tall boy iced tea cans for a similar price 
it's because it works. You know, Arizona is a great company. And, and you're probably thinking, how does Arizona make money by only selling teas for a dollar? It's simple. They don't spend much money on marketing because the marketing is that is 99 cents. That's why you're going to buy. You don't need an Arizona advertisement to go buy it. Just saying. And two, they keep their costs very uh, lean. I watched an episode on YouTube by the company man that explained why Arizona company is so big. And if they're already big, guess what? Arizona is going to be even bigger now that they're in the cannabis company. And yo, shout out to the guy in the comments that said, uh, hey, I hope Arizona sells their cannabis products for a dollar too. I mean, I don't think they're going to sell them for a dollar, but I think if Arizona wants to keep their branding, they're going to go ahead and sell products that are cheaper than what is around, you know, in the in the marketplace. And it's a smart thing for them to do. So instead of them selling you a vaporizer that costs like $40, they're probably going to sell you a $19.99 uh, vaporizer or anything else cheaper, lemonades, you name it. You know, I myself am waiting to go to California, you know, one of these days to go try out the edibles myself. Probably going to go ahead and spend like $300 to $500 just to try all the products. Probably won't even use them all while I'm in California. Probably bring some back and then periodically, you know, try them, give a review of them and, you know, help you guys out in making your selection of legal cannabis products. But look, this is big news. I think it's huge news that Arizona is entering the cannabis industry because all of us were so upset when we heard the news about all these beer companies entering the industry because we know that they don't have great intentions, right? They sell alcohol and they're just trying to protect their bottom line by joining the cannabis industry. It's a smart move, you know? Keep your uh, investors and shareholders happy. But a company like Arizona that does have some type of connection with the cannabis industry, you know, nostalgia built in with the industry. Like I just told you a story about Arizona iced tea in my life, you know, in New York City before I came to Florida. And so... This is a big move. I think they're going to be successful. I think a lot of people are going to go out there and try it. Um, I don't think it'll be the highest quality products because, you know, Arizona iced teas aren't the highest quality teas. I mean, it has high fructose corn syrup. It's not It's not organic, none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? I know they try to release organic green teas made with honey instead of regular sugar. And I'm pretty sure it's not one of their best sellers. You know, I myself love the Mucho Mango Arizona. Um, I don't want to say watermelon for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and um the green tea of course green tea by arizona is amazing delicious and refreshing it's not an arizona ad i just really love the brand so this completes our episode today of cannabis news now i know you guys missed getting your cannabis news fixed but guess what it was a dead week and i wanted to teach you guys how to get a job in the cannabis industry next week what i want to do is how to start your own cannabis business even if you're not in a legal state if you don't have funding and you don't know what to do I know a lot of people who are starting cannabis brands from scratch and they're doing a multitude of things to grow their brand, get fans and have customers coming back, which is overall the most important thing. If you're going to build a cannabis brand, you got to build something good and you have to love what you're doing so that other people love your products too. It's not about making profits because you can try and go ahead and make some shitty pre-rolls, but when what's in my pre-roll on Instagram splits your joint open and it shows that your joints are crap and the, and the buds are just biomass, no one's going to really want to go back to because the quality is in the pudding all right so thank as always thank you for listening to the high tv podcast we are on all platforms and as you can see we are now being sponsored by spotify so go ahead and go ahead go ahead and follow us on zimbabwe 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 <laughs> follow us on spotify uh um subscribe to us on apple music share the podcast with a friend i'm seeing the numbers grow up uh, 
pretty good, pretty fast. You guys loved last episode. I've never seen you guys jump to an episode in one day that quickly. So obviously it's something good. So that's why next week I'm gonna go into how to start your own cannabis company. You know, what to do if you are starting a cannabis company, like getting a lawyer, um, how to market your cannabis company because you're banned from Instagram and Facebook and all these other things. <clears throat> Podcast. But again, thank you for listening to the High TV Podcast. It's been Cannabis News Now. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. High TV. Peace. have a hard time advertising your cannabis business or cbd business on facebook and instagram listen i for myself have been banned from facebook and instagram because i try to promote my ads or promote my posts or anything i'm doing and they shut that shit down quick however podcasts offer us a great avenue to advertise our cbd businesses our cannabis businesses without any pressure without any shutdown or any fallback so if you want to advertise your cannabis business and reach and direct to cannabis users and the cannabis market, look no other than High TV. We are now accepting mid-roll ads for our podcast. Stay tuned and say hi, folks. High TV.